0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on an incredible derby night in Glasgow Celtic go top with a convincing Rio Hatati inspired 3-0 win Ange Postacoglu says his men were outstanding But still believes there's a long way to go in the title race And Giovanni Van Bronckhurst says it looked like the first old firm game Rangers had ever played I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson Yeah, so many talking points um, from last night's game it was a long show for us There was a lot of build up to it And the entertainment on the park Did not disappoint Lots to talk about tonight And of course for the teams The players themselves And the management Their focus now turns to the weekend And Sunday's games Which are two huge fixtures For Celtic They don't want to lose And lo- lose what they All that hard work They did last night And for Rangers They've got a tough game against Hearts They do not want to lose any more ground Yeah, before we get to the weekend Gordon Deal, Quite a lot to get through from last night What did you make of it? Incredible um, I've got to say One of the best perf- 60 minutes probably uh, Easily 45 minutes I've seen Celtic In a long, long time gone They were absolutely outstanding From the first whistle They were at Rangers uh, 3-0 at half time I know that Rangers made a few substitutions Come into the game a little bit But the game was gone um, I think the manager, Celtic manager's right The title wasn't won last night But I've got to say Celtic made an incredible statement well, That's the big picture Mark Whether it's a statement Whether it's a marker Whether it's psychological I'll, I'll let you and the callers decide Between now and 8 o'clock But Celtic are top of that table tonight Something we've not said for a, a long yeah. long time it's something you certainly wouldn't have predicted Not only at the start of the season But probably up to 10 days ago 14 days ago yeah. or, or whatever it was as well So um, that's the fact as it remains tonight And going to be an interesting end to the season I certainly will Yeah it was a significant victory uh, how, how it panned out on the pitch as well I, I think we a lot of players having their first involvement in this fixture and for Celtic, those players that have been brought to the club uh, and quite recently at that, took to the fixture, embraced it, showed um, what good players they are. And on the opposite side, the Rangers players looked shell-shocked. And you're right, going top of the table at this stage of the season is significant. It's not like it's back in October or November where there's a long way to go. I know there's still quite a few games to go, but for Ange Postecoglou to transform that side... To win a cup and then be top at this stage is is really something. And uh, you're right, what an end to the season we've got ahead of us. Gordon Diel, you said Celtic were outstanding, one of the mm. best performances in a long time. On the flip side of that, how concerning was the Rangers' performance? I'd be very concerned, Gordon. Uh, I, I look at Rangers lately, I think there's a lack of sharpness. Um, if you go to Celtic Park and there's 60,000 fans in there creating an atmosphere... And you know the pace that Celtic play the game. The one thing you've got to do as a Rangers player, you've got to max runners, you've got to go one-twos, you've got to track players, you've got to close players down. I just thought Celtic looked head and shoulders, especially first 45. And I don't even think the the best Rangers fan will deny that because they were absolutely outstanding. 0141 951 1025. That's the number you need to get in touch tonight. The phone lines... Are lighting up already So let's hear from you Celtic fans How pleasing was it? What impressed you the most? 
How confident are you of turning this into a title win? How does it play out from here? And Rangers fans, how worrying was the performance? Where did it go wrong? What does it say about the players and the manager? Will you still pull this back and win the league from here? 01419511025. Ange Postacoglu says they were outstanding. He says it was everything in the first half in particular they want to be from a football team. Yeah, really proud. Proud of the group. Um, thought our first half was just outstanding. Um, not just the goals we scored, the way we played. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, their keepers pulled off some great saves. It was, um, yeah, it was everything we wanted to be as a football team. And uh, you know, we kind of knew the occasion and, and the magnitude of the game and the consequences. So, for the players to um, <clears throat> play that way, and the second half we had to defend, which I thought we did well again. You know, we, we're doing that when we need to. You know, we kept them out. You know, sort of limited them to shots from outside the box. So. Really proud of the players. Like I said, it was a big occasion. We know, we know that, but I thought they performed at a, a great level. Any win in this fixture is important. Mark Wilson, the nature of it, though, let's be honest, I don't think anyone uh, envisaged the game panning out the way it did. No, certainly not. Um, Daz is right. These games, when they come around, you expect both sets of players to go into it with the tempo really high, closing each other down. Usually they're quite cagey because people are scared to make a mistake. Celtic look fearless. You've got to say they look absolutely fearless. They looked like they had a clear plan, clear instructions from the manager and the coaching team how to trouble Rangers. Rangers were the complete opposite. They looked like they had no plan. They looked absolutely terrified. I think Barisic... Uh, backed that up One time I mentioned last night He got the ball He had 40 yards of space to drive to he Ends up turning back That to me Was a player who was terrified Of the occasion And that just Rippled throughout the Rangers team They could not live with Celtic And uh, You know Rangers players are lucky That they're not waking up this morning With a much worse score On their hands Because there's no doubt about it Celtic certainly took their foot off the pedal In the second half yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. I looked at the game uh, before it started going. I thought, right, the middle of the part's going to be really interesting. You know, it goes at hundred miles an hour. Celtic dominated that, but where I thought Celtic were brilliant, and Mark touches on Barisic had probably one of his worst games I've ever ever seen, um, and he wouldn't like to watch that again. But down the flanks, I thought Celtic were unstoppable at times. I really did. People talk about all these signings and people have their own opinions about players. I think Juranovic is one of the best players to come to Celtic for a long time. I thought he was absolutely outstanding, along with a lot of them last night, especially in that first half. And I totally agree with Mark. I think that Rangers will look at that game and think, do you know what? We were quite lucky to go out to Celtic Park just with 3-0. Come on then, let's hear from you on the phones 01419511025 Rangers fans, where did it go wrong? Celtic fans, where did it go right? And how does it set you up for the rest of the season? Carolyn's a Rangers fan from Maryhill First up, sum up what that was like to watch last night, Carolyn It was absolutely so destroyed See the years that I've followed uh, Rangers I have never seen them play a game like that in my whole entire life uh, The selection that... Uh, Giovanni Broncos I don't think it was the right team to put out in the first place when you took a look at the bench I thought they were very poor in defence I thought there was no consistency there was no fight with them and they could have string a pass two passes together and go up the field the only attempt I thought was a good chance which it was a game changer in half time when Ryan Jack came on he had a pop at the, the goal and it hit the crossbar uh, I'm not saying Celtic had to play some good football but Rangers were absolutely 
diabolical. Honestly, it was just destroying to watch. Both can be true, Mark Wilson. Celtic deserve credit, and we'll get it. Rangers deserve criticism, and we'll get it. You know, they, they can both coexist. Yeah, because I've seen teams go to Celtic Park and not play well, but Celtic struggle and be slow in their tempo, slow in their build up, and and struggle to get over the line. Um, it was the opposite from that last night. Yes, Rangers were bad, but you have to credit Celtic first and foremost. The pace that they started with, the way they they closed Rangers down when they won the ball, they always looked to go forward. They always looked to get it to the wide areas. Abada and Jota ran at the fullbacks, and that's a, a sign of, of a team full of confidence. But like I say, being given clear instructions, you could quite clearly see Ange Postecoglou's game plan. Um, and and it paid off and, and for Rangers and, and Caroline was saying there about team selection it's sometimes easy to say that after the game but I agree because we were chatting about it last night before the game this was and when you looked at that Ross County game on Saturday and I know the goals are you can't you can't legislate for horror mistakes like McGregor and that but the back four I would have played Balligan I would have Now Alex was saying last night Like he's only played 60 odd minutes But Bassey I know he wasn't the worst last night But I just think Balligan When he came on the second half He makes Rangers a better unit And Ramsey as well Now if he's carrying an injury Okay but you bring him to the club He sits in the stand My head just came off a plane You know for Japan So big calls For Giovanni Van Bronckhurst And I thought he got one or two Personnel wrong And tactically he got it wrong And it adds up to Getting an absolute thumping Carolyn says in years It's one of the worst performances She's seen Would you go along with that? Um, I don't think she'll be The only Rangers fan On this show tonight uh, Saying that Gordon I think there'll be A lot of disappointed Rangers supporters When you're a, when you're a player And you're playing games like this You've no right to win any game But you've got to go out there And for me last night First 45 minutes James Tavernier Summed everything up for me With Rangers for the third goal When Barisic get the blame For a bad A badder coming in At thing Now If you're playing At Celtic Park This is what I'm saying About tempo And closing people down There was no desire To stop that cross Coming in the box As much as we can Strip uh, All down About you know Barisic And bad defending Great movement By a badder Which it was We're not denying that But You're 2-0 down At Celtic You've got the Rangers captain Who I'm a big fan of Jogging towards the Celtic winger to, to try and stop him putting a ball in your box. It's some Rangers up for me. You look at the middle. I, I, I admire your commitment to, to looking at other factors. Absolutely, mm. but we can't really analyse that goal and put that ahead of Borna Barisic's part in it. Surely, I mean no, he's, he's sitting on the ground no, having a look at, at Lila Bada no, while he no, steals in. No, because Barisic has got to take all full. Uh, but what I'm saying is, gone. I said it earlier in my statement. When you go to Celtic Park and these guys walk out onto that atmosphere, you have no supporters, there's 60,000 roaring on Celtic. You have got to roll the sleeves up and try and close them down because you know how how quick Celtic play the game. Celtic were, as I say, all credit to them. They were terrific last night. Carolyn, are you worried overall about the season or is this just a bad night and, and things will, will turn around? How worried are you or, or otherwise? There's a wee bit of unsettleness in the team. Okay, Jared's away, and as obviously you've got to kind of build the team up and get to know each player. He's a new manager coming in, but when you look at the body language of the players last night, you had Golson. He's obviously he's trying to defend, but he's side on. You, you know, with the striker, he's side on. 
Yes, Dan, you have played a lot of football. I've never ever defended like that in my life before. There's, I just, I, I, I think maybe a kick up the backside. I don't, maybe he's not firm enough, Gio. I don't know what's went wrong with that club because that's no champions that I've seen last year. It's totally, absolutely disgraceful. It was painful to watch. There was, as I say, when you look at the stats, uh, Celtic, the amount of, you know, they kept pressing Rangers back and pushing us back out. We could tell him get out our own half. Now, I always recall playing Celtic. See, Celtic is a team, right? They, they did play absolutely fantastic last night. You can't get that away from them. But you need to get sleeves up, roll and batter up back at them. I've always remembered us playing against Celtic. See, you hit them and press and press. You break them down. But because we sat back, dilly darling, if it was like the start of the, the season, just our first game, getting back to play, that was disgraceful. And it's an embarrassment. And I'm sure a lot of Rangers fans would agree. Now, McGregor the other night did have a great, a great night. The, the last couple of games has been very, very poor as well. Ross County, you had Aberdeen. That was absolutely sore to watch that as well. Rangers fans are complaining about McGregor. McGregor, it could have been a lot more last night. It could have been about 7 0, and he battered them out. But I felt that the defence at the back wasn't solid enough. I don't think they were communicating. I thought they were very poor. And you know I'm just disappointed You certainly are It's a very passionate opening To the show Carolyn is not happy at all Some strong words used What about the rest of your Rangers fans How do you, you feel about it all last night Let's bring in Phil Thank you to Carolyn Let's bring in Phil Who's also in Maryhill uh, But he's a Celtic fan You on the other hand Phil Will be on cloud nine I'd imagine Cloud nine uh-huh, Absolutely It was a, an outstanding performance last night And the atmosphere on the ground was uh, tremendous, and you know, at the end of the game, you know, the the crowd was still there, and the last man still packed. Um, great game, great game of football. Uh, the, um, the 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 things that I was wanting to comment on was the uh, the bravery of Callum McGregor mm-hmm. playing with his injury. Um, he had an outstanding game last night, and he was really brave. You know, I was watching him, uh, you know, heading the ball. Fighting for every ball, heading the ball, you know, with the injuries. I thought it would have made him think twice about going for these things, but he was, uh, you know, he was absolutely outstanding. How big a boost was that, Phil, when you heard the team news and you heard that the captain was going to start and and lead the team out? Did that grow your confidence that Celtic could get something last night? As uh, I was jumping the height myself when I heard that he was actually playing, um, you know, in the way to the match last night. So I wasn't jumping in the car, but. <laughs> Uh, my heart uh, missed a beat when I heard he was playing really, yeah, I mean, Mark yeah. Wilson it, it was one of the great subplots As we built up to the game It was described as a serious and significant injury Eight days prior Then he all of a sudden he trains And question marks start appearing Is he, is he actually going to feature? Is it going to be the surprise appearance? And he did How important was it? Oh, it was huge The way he played It's always important to have your captain there And your leader But when you lost near beat on at the weekend and your other options are, are maybe not what you need in a game with such intensity then when McGregor comes in and he says I'm okay to play then you have to take the player's word and it just shows what this season really means to him you know in terms of finishing the season ahead of Rangers because he knew the significance of that game now if it was another game If it was Hearts at home Followed by Dundee United And whoever else I don't think we would have seen Callum McGregor for a while I think he would have taken his time But Just goes to show you What it means to him And I thought he was terrific Just yeah. since we're on the topic uh, No, no fear um, You know You know the situation But it's 
you know, when the game starts, um, then you know you just you just go into that mode where you know you don't have any fear. Um, the atmosphere, the adrenaline, everything's going, um, and you just want to help the team. So, you know, I spoke before the game. Just I wanted to do everything I could to, to get myself on the pitch tonight to try and help the team and and do that for the supporters because I know you know every single one of them would play with a broken face if they had to. So, um, you know, why am I any different? But you know, I thought the team were absolutely first class tonight, and you know, fully credit to them as well. But yeah, I just said there's a break in two places, so. Um, you know, we just need to let it heal, and, and that's uh, you know, just let that take its course. But you know, the mask gives me the protection that I need, and you know, as, as long as it's not sore, then you know, I'm happy to play. Phil, what's this done overall? Did you think Celtic were going to win the league before last night? Has this changed your mind? How do you feel about the big picture? I thought we'd made uh, you know great progress since uh, Ange came on board. Um, you know, whether it's a it'll be a turning point, but whether it'll, you know it'll be enough to win the league. We'll have to wait and see. You know, Rangers had a bad night last night, but uh, you know, overall they're not a bad team. Um, the, the other player I was uh, impressed with last night was um, Star- Starsfelt. I thought he's had a rocky start to his career at Celtic, um, and I thought he had an outstanding game as well. I thought he might have been the weak point in the team, but uh, he was far from it. Yeah, you get the feeling you could run through all the Celtic team and praise them and, and then the flip side probably criticise a lot of the Rangers players with a couple of exceptions. Uh, thank you to Phil on the line, not getting carried away yet as far as the league title. What about the rest of you? 01419511025. We'll hear from Giovanni Van Bronckers next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here It's 01419511025 And no prizes for guessing We are looking back on last night's game at Celtic Park Because it was quite a game Let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Who says it looked as if it was the first Old Firm game they'd ever played And he says it looks as if his players weren't ready for it Well, very disappointing I mean, if we um, If you start a game An Old Firm game like this You know, it's seemed like this is the first old firm we played and uh, we know what it will bring the old firm what you have to do the environment we go in the ambience the pressure we get everything but it seemed like we didn't uh, we weren't ready for it and uh, if you see the way we gave the goals away it's this sharpness it's, I cannot say otherwise it's uh, not going with your man not be ready for the battles. I think it was uh, unbelievable the first half I saw. I think our old firm game started in the second half. We were much better, we were much more aggressive. And um, I think we played the second half really well. But the first half we gave the, the game away. Let's go to Stephen in East Kilbride. Keep it clean, Stephen. What word would you use to describe Rangers' performance last night? I mean, I would probably say it was bitterly disappointing. Um, Gordon's, you know, pretty much said quite a lot of it, you know, and that you, you go to a Celtic Park under the lights, and you, you talked about that earlier on the week. You know, it's a different kettle of fish when you're playing at Celtic Park under the lights, just like playing at Ibrox under the lights. It's a different atmosphere. You know, it's a bit more raucous, I think. Um, but you've got to match the intensity of the opposition. Um, I don't know what tactics Giovanni Van Bronckhorst sent the players out with last night, but there were too many players off the pace and I know that you'd kind of ask Gordon there about the third goal and Gordon's spot on and that you know 
have got to match the runner down the line. You, you, you know, what you do? First thing you do is stop the ball coming into the box. Second thing you do is you defend the box. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of home truths to be found. Um, but one of the things that I kind of thought about was that you know Van Bronckhorst first visit to Celtic Park in 1999, we got absolutely hammered five-one. I think that was the Moravchik game. Um, you know, Rangers will bounce back, but it's it was a very frustrating watch last night. Mark, the, the there's so much at play here, and there has to be when you get a result like this. It's never going to be down to one thing. So Stephen starts off talking really about well the psychology of the night. Can you go there? Can you handle the fact that there are sixty thousand screaming fans and you don't have any of your own support? Can you handle that? Does does that spook you? That's in the head. And then what about tactically? What did Giovanni van Bronckhorst ask them to do? The the sort of the, the passive nature of it, the, the sitting off is is that deliberate? And if so, why? And if not, then you've got you've got a whole other problem anyway. So yeah, how would you yeah. pick your way through it? Stephen makes good points. Think psychologically with the the atmosphere, the crowd. I thought the Rangers players looked nervy, edgy right from the off. So that's one thing. The main thing I think Rangers fans and I've seen a lot on social media today, and Stephen mentions it is tactically. I think all of us in the studio as well watching it, we're thinking, well, where Rangers try to play here? Now people say. He was trying to play a defensive uh, kind of game where he would hit Celtic on the counter-attack. But he left, the Rangers team left so many gaps and so many gaps in the wide areas. It was almost as if he'd never seen Jota play. He'd never seen Abada play. He'd never seen Juranovic or Taylor the way that they play. Because the Rangers players had no idea how to deal with it. Now, if you play counter-attack football, first and foremost, you need to be compact. There can't be any space between your lines and you need to play narrow. And if it goes wide, then you need to get numbers out there to stop the opposition's wide men. If you break the, the play up, then you go at pace. There was just none of that. There was so much space for Celtic to play. There was no pressure in the ball, even when it came over the halfway line. That allowed Carter Vickers and Starfield to actually play that first pass to Abada and Jota. Just missed out everybody out. I mean that, that was baffling to watch at times And I think that's the alarming thing For Rangers fans I haven't seen so many Rangers performances At Celtic Park Throughout the decades where they've went there And stifled Celtic And got you know a goal in the counter That was just nothing last night Where is the line between tactically And, and individual responsibility Gordon I'm sure it's a combination it, it can't possibly Or can it It can't possibly have been deliberate Instruction for from the manager to tell Borna Barisic to allow Lee Labada to run in into front. the box every single time he gets the ball where he constantly was in reverse gear constantly backing off that can't have been deliberate was it? No I, I don't think it was I think they were shell-shocked the way Celtic came at them Gordon I don't think they expected that and I, I, I obviously the Going out there in front of 60,000 That atmosphere You're thinking yeah Celtic will try and get in the front foot but they played with such a pace especially down the flanks What would worry me and I think the Rangers manager, he may be too honest with his interview there. You're turning up at Celtic Park. You've got a chance to stretch that league to five. You know if you lose, you're going second. And he comes out with a statement, I don't think we were ready for it. I, 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 it baffles me that. I, 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 I can't understand that. You've got to be ready for that. You know even walking out that tunnel. Mark's played in the games. I've played in the games. You know walking out in that tunnel and you hear that noise. You've got to be ready for that. And Celtic, I just think you've got to give them all the credit, especially that first 45. The flanks, Gordon, absolutely killed Rangers. I'm talking about 
the doubling up with the two full backs and the two wide guys. Rangers, and you can talk about tactics. And then on each side, a midfielder would join in, wouldn't they? And then they would all rotate round, and Rangers just couldn't stop and, it. And, and you see the movement for the second goal, for instance. It's a superb goal. But Rangers, I agree. If you're, if you're a Rangers fan today, everybody hates losing. And sometimes you've just got to accept the better team won. The better team certainly won the game last night. I thought there was a lack of sharpness, a lack of fight. Energy Going with runners And if you do that At Celtic Park The way Celtic play For the first 45 60 minutes You're in trouble Stephen Is there any Any of the factors That you saw last night Worry you longer term I mean You've said Rangers Will bounce back Is there anything though That that lingers That that worries you Going forward The the hunger and desire Of certain players I mean um, There's no denying That Joe Arrebo Is a class act But You know His pace Concerns me. Um, same with Glenn Kamara. I mean, I, I'd describe him as a kind of Rolls Royce of a midfielder, but he needs workers around him. Um, you know, and there are times where Rangers are quite slow in pedestrian and moving the ball. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'd like to think that Ryan Jack's performance, hopefully, touch with his fit, injury free, you know, will spark some leadership. Um, that's one of the things that I would say at times could be missing. You know, arms go up. Um, and disappointment and disgust as opposed to taking responsibility for for failings. Uh, and that's last night. You know, I mean, Celtic won the, the, the match. They won the battle. They won the fight. They won everything last night. And Rangers weren't at, at it at all. And like Gordon said there, the one thing that was so obvious was how narrow Rangers played in the midfield. And then as soon as Celtic went on the attack, the inverted fullbacks, you know, jumped into the midfield. Rangers had no space whatsoever to get out. Um, the question that I would ask is, you know, can you play a pressing game against a team that presses? And if so, does that just nullify the midfield? Does it involve balls over the top? But I, I'm not going to say that I'm not worried about the rest of the season. Um, I'm just taking last night as a one-off. Uh, it's disappointing to lose to your rivals. It was going to happen sometime, just the same as, you know, it was going to happen sometime that we beat them. Mm. Um, it was the nature of it, wasn't it? It, on the chin. it was the nature of it. Yeah, well, the, you know, it's disappointing. But again, like I say... <laughs> Celtic Park's an intimidating place. Teams like Barcelona have gone to Celtic Park and lost. You know, I mean, you know, the, we we get played off the park last night. They came to our ground last year and get played off the park. It swings and roundabouts. You know, there's two more old firm games to go. Let's just say it's nip and tuck. We beat them. Ibrox were back in front. You know, my concern is this weekend. Hearts is a cup final. I'd imagine that Celtic will go four points clear of us. You know, the cup final for us is Hearts. We need to raise our game on Sunday against Hearts. And get the three mm. points. That... No, my mother well might have other ideas. Mm. Steve oh, almost uh, said that with a straight uh, face. Stephen, you said there that Celtic went to Ibrox and Rangers played them off the park. I would disagree with that. Rangers got the victory. It was fairly balanced. Rangers were the better team in the second half. It was nothing like last night. That's why last night was so significant and so alarming if you're a Rangers sport. Uh, thank you, Stephen. Let's bring in Liam in Glasgow, who's a Celtic fan. Are you down off the ceiling yet, Liam? Oh, <laughs> I'm still in cloud nine. Still in cloud nine, boys. How are you doing anyway today? You good, good this evening? Yeah. All good. Probably not as good as you, to be fair, um, by the sounds <laughs> of it, enjoying yourself. But what, 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 what stood out for you, Liam? What impressed you the most? Oh, do you know what? Just how compact we were, the desire, the intensity... Um, it, for me, both teams had the exact same thing on the line. When you looked at last weekend, they dropped those two points. We got that last minute of in the last in the injury time winner. 
we knew exactly what was at stake. So both teams were playing for the exact same thing there. Now, this is what I've been saying to the boys in the stand last night because I was at the game. I don't know if that Rotterdam boy's maybe been spending too much time in Amsterdam because his team seems so lackadaisical, just so laid back. If that was Gerard, you wouldn't have had that. That would be a different beast that you were playing against. They'd have been the intensity. They'd have been on top of everything, absolutely. And, you know, see moves like that third goal for the Abada goal. You're not looking at Barisic. Barisic would have been looking behind them. He wouldn't have been squatting, doing his best Bielsa impression. Do you know what I mean? Um, the way that we're looking now, everybody knows what was at stake there. I, I, I kind of see us slipping up now, um, especially when we've got a manager that knows exactly what it's all about. He's put that through the team. You can tell that we've built the foundations here, whereas I feel that we're getting geo for them. Seems as if it's just been a bit of a quick, a, a quick thing uh, for getting Gerard. They want instant results, but we seem to be building for the future here. And that one game, I mean, the, the lad before saying about, was it Kamara, he says, a Rolls-Royce player? Yeah. What, what does that make Matt O'Reilly then? Do you know what I mean? Weirdly, we've not even got round to discussing some of the individuals for, for Celtic yet, Gordon. Um, and you could probably go through the lot. Liam's mm-hmm. named Matt O'Reilly, so go on, why not? As good a place as any he's, to start. He's had a great start to his career um, at Celtic. I've got to say that, Gordon. Didn't know a lot about the lad. Come into a very difficult game at Tynecastle. Um, you know how hard it is to go there and play. Very tight pitch, hearts in about you, decent team. I thought he was excellent. Last night again, makes his old firm debut. Terrific in the middle of the park. I don't think I look at that Celtic team last night and I I am struggling to see anyone I wouldn't give past marks to. I thought they were all brilliant. I look at Rangers. McGregor was brilliant for him because he kept the score down. Ryan Jack come on and looked decent in the second half. Apart from that, mm. nothing for me. Hatati scores two and sets the other one up. We've not even spoken about him that much yet. He's only just in the door. And the manager says there's even more still to come from him. No one's exceeded my expectations, you know. I, I, I kind of knew what I was getting, but and I don't want to single anyone out tonight because I just thought it was a, it's an unbelievable effort from, from the whole group. But, yeah, Reyes, you know, he's not fit enough yet. He's still got a lot of work to do. He's still got improvement to do. But I, I knew what I was getting. He's a quality player. And, uh, you know, tonight he showed his temperament as well because, you know, on the big occasion, he's, he's you know, when he, when, when he needed to, he, he had the quality to get the job done. But, you know, he wasn't the only one. I thought, as I said, I thought the whole group was outstanding. He never ruled himself out from the first day. Um, he knew this how important this game was. And obviously, you know, with, with, we've got significant absences at the moment. Um, you know, he trained yesterday and had a chat to him and, you know, he was he was going to play. He just said, I'm, I'm going to play. I'm fine. No problem. So um, a lot of players wouldn't have. The last part there, of course, about the captain, Callum McGregor. How good Rio Hitati, Liam? Oh, Rio Hitati was absolutely out of this world. And, you know, see for getting that boy for just under a million pounds, you've got to be rubbing your hands. You've got to be rubbing your hands. What a find. Um, I've been reading a lot about people saying that uh, Ange got ahead in the market, etc. And I totally agree with that because that boy should be a, a bigger club. A bigger club. Exactly same as Jota, to be honest with you. But, I mean... <laughs> Again, we'll come back to it, and it, it really does talk to me about the, the, the desire and the hunger that the team's had. I'm just looking at the stats here. Rangers had 56% possession in that game. Now, that just tells me that they couldn't do anything with that, but they had it, which means tactically, they were probably set up all right. It's just that hunger, desire, and the will to do it that's probably put them off. Whereas we knew exactly what we were trying to do. We knew what we were doing. Carl McGregor, I mean, you've got to lob that boy for a big phantom of the opera last night, eh? I mean, he was absolutely fantastic. He and every ball that came to him. 
I mean, I won't swear on the radio, but you've seen the, the clutter what he says to Barisic when he ran away from him with the ball. It was just, the, it, it was a living carnation of, of Scott Brown for me last night. That's what I call Gordon DL when he has a nightmare on, on Beat the Pundit <laughs> and his bottle crashes after the first question. I know exactly what you mean. Um, what can you say about Rio Hatati, Mark? Uh, look, we've, we've said it all, and he's only been at the club for a couple of weeks. To start his Celtic career in the fashion he has, in, in two huge games away at Tynecastle and against Rangers, mm-hmm. it's, it's the games the fans look for their star players to perform. So, for once on you to come to the club and be a performer like him, um, good enough getting one goal in that game to get two and an assist. Incredible, incredible engine. Looks like the all round midfielder. And the fact that Postacoglu is saying. He's not he's fit not enough. Fat enough. <laughs> I mean, how fit can this guy get? I mean, Gordon Liam and other Liam's talking about desire and hunger, and Rangers fans are bemoaning the lack of. Shouldn't really overlook ability, and he scores two lovely goals with his right foot. The second even better than the first. He crosses for the third mm. with his left foot. Technically and ability-wise, he's bringing quite a lot to the table already. Nobody knew anything about this lad uh, And he pitched up against Was it Hibbs? He made his debut at Celtic Park Man of the match Outstanding And he's just carried that on Gets a good goal at Tynecastle His second goal last night was Was different class, Gordon He uses as I think it's Golson He uses him He knows exactly what he's doing And the quality of McGregor And the forum that McGregor was in last night It had to be a good unit to beat him And uh, it was absolutely sublime It was a terrific finish Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals Thank you to Liam It wasn't only in the league table That last night's result had an impact It had a big impact on Clyde One Super Scoreboard's Golden Goals Because remember Last night we had £500 for every goal that was scored Going into the pot for you to win at the end of the season So we're up to 6,500 after Celtic's three goals last night And there are still so many games to go So that's going to mean even more cash For one of you to win tax-free at the end of the season if you like the sound of it and why wouldn't you text GOAL to 61025 that's G-O-A-L to 61025 £2 to text plus your standard message rate over 18s only full terms and online entry are at Clyde1.com and the lines close Saturday the 21st of May at 6pm so go and text GOAL to 61025 right now and we'll take more of your calls next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here It's 0141-951-1025 on the phones It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter Keep your reaction coming uh, to last night We were on until 11 o'clock We took calls after the game I get the feeling uh, we could probably do the same tonight But I'm sure Gordon Diel is a busy man and has got places to be Let's hear some more reaction from the management teams Giovanni Van Bronckhurst speaking to Sky Saying the performance came as a surprise to him And despite a bit of controversy A few complaints He says they should have just played to the whistle For Celtic's first goal For sure it wasn't something I expected uh, When I see um, the trainings we had uh, The focus we had before the game But uh, when the whistle Blue, I think we were uh, we were just waiting for the goal uh, to be scored, and that's uh, for me that's impossible. We were too uh, too naive, and uh, we were we deserved to to be down with three 0 It's uh, the way we played. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the decision for the ref to stop the game. I mean, we still had the corner to defend. The ball goes out, and then you have to defend the ball. 
you don't stop when the, the ref don't whistle. So for me, that's uh, something uh, it's unbelievable to see. Yeah, I think he's pretty honest there. You know, there's no point in blaming referees for decisions. The, the decision itself was a split second one. I thought Bobby Madden did the right thing. But Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is correct there. You, the old saying, you have to play to the whistle. You expect better from your team there to react to the situation. Then if the whistle goes, okay, that that's fine. But you can't just stand back and wait for a decision that's up in the air. Because there's so many bodies in there at the time, it's difficult to see. Should play have been stopped? Uh, no, I thought I thought it was the right call, Gordon. The fact that um, even the Rangers manager agrees that mm. yeah, it was a split second. It was very quick, and um, so if he's got longer though, he, he stops playing. Prob- yeah, I would probably say he does. Yes, but I, I just think it happened also quickly. I don't know. Listen, it was never going to affect the result. Absolutely no chance that was going to happen. Um, but I just think that sometimes you look at that and the Rangers manager, he's not disappointed with the referee. He's disappointed yeah. with the rest of his players defending the corner. Yeah. Okay, well, it's quite simple, Mark. If that's the only goal of the game, maybe we're having a bit more of a debate about it with what unfolds afterwards. Yeah, as Gordon says, I think Rangers fans have got other uh, priorities tonight. John is one of them. How, how would you sum up last night, John? Hi guys, thanks for having us on again um, aye, look, I'm not going to come on the phone and slaughter my team I think we all know, including all the Rangers players uh, How poor they were We need to take a wee look at ourselves, maybe regroup uh, Vanny Van Bronckhurst's statement as Gordon was saying on the radio was It baffled me But I think, my opinion Maybe Rangers are being a wee bit maybe arrogant here Maybe giving too much respect to Celtic, clearly uh, underestimating the manager This guy's going about his business Very very quiet Very shrewd He's signed some cracking players For very little money So I think we need to regroup Look at Celtic Because it's a two horse race It's only going to be between Celtic Rangers anyway So let's not kid ourselves But for me Surely Vanny Van Bronckhurst has seen enough of Celtic How they've improved Under the new Celtic manager and how they play. So, for me, it's a no-brainer for Rangers to go to Parkhead, knowing how Celtic are with their attacking form, and we were completely lost, scared, frightened to touch a ball. Um, and just touching on my second point, for you to maybe comment on it, we need to get the fans back into the ground. I don't know who started this, about no giving tickets and all that, politics. But we need to get a grip of this and give the fans back in, Celtic back to uh, Ibrox and Rangers, back to Parkhead, whether it's eight, ten thousand, and get the crowds back in because your backs are to the wall right away going to 60,000 uh, fans shouting and breathing. Uh, but that's no excuses, so don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, what? I mean, there are a couple of different things on that. Rangers obviously had it in the, the first meeting of, of the sides. In terms of cutting the allocation, Rangers obviously went first on that a couple of seasons ago. Celtic reacted, this was, and then this is a an extension of that because of COVID and red zones and neither were letting away fans in and Rangers didn't at the time. So Celtic said, well, that'll be the same <laughs> You know, when, when the return fixture comes around. If you're a Celtic fan last night, Mark, you were absolutely loving the atmosphere. I think obviously, though, you know, for us or from anyone from the outside, you, you're not going to have a... Ideally, you don't want a big game with only one set of fans in there, obviously. No, the fixture, it always looks better 
with both sets of fans. It's what made it so popular worldwide. The the actual passion that you would see when the TV cameras were there, panning in, and both sets of supporters. So every everybody I speak to wants to see two sets of fans. But look, there's no getting away from it. Rangers Rangers began this whole process and continued down the line. Now Celtic. You could you could possibly say that they could have been the bigger person here, bigger club, and says, okay, no, that's fine, we'll we'll let you in. But they followed suit. But for me, I would love to see a line drawn under it and to move on from it. I mean, well, Ross says, let's mention what an advert it was for our game. Watched it in a London pub full of West Ham fans who were slagging your game before kick off. By half time, they were eating their words. Best atmosphere in the UK, they said, and bought us a round of pints at full time. Uh, you can't argue with that. John's sort of initial point, Gordon was. Along the lines of I'm paraphrasing Everyone knows how Celtic Have been playing How did Rangers not see that And Are they not taking Celtic Seriously enough No I, I don't agree with that I think that uh, Van Bronckhorst Has come in Gordon The last two games Ross County And Rangers uh, Sorry Celtic Last night They went from looking Quite a tight unit Not losing a lot of goals It was always Always broken that mouldy Steven Gerrard They're scoring the first goal They've lost six goals now in, in, in two games I think he, I think he's a bit like um, Postacoglu I've said from day one I like this guy I like the way he's went about his business He needs transfer windows He needs to get his own team He needs to get his own players in And that's shown What he's now doing With the players that he's signed And I think Van Bronckhorst is the same a different old Gio- Giovanni Van Bronckhorst inherits the champions He inherits a team that's, that's, yeah, but, that's got a gap at the top of the but table But my, wor- my worry is He wants to Every coach basically likes to play To their own style of play Now everybody's going When they come in at first Oh it's brilliant Look at the difference now From Stephen Jarrett He's tweaked the team He's tweaked the formation Everything yeah. about it My big concern last night Was the pace that Rangers players well, that, were playing That was the first few games though John Since the winter break A draw at Aberdeen A draw at Ross County A defeat at Celtic Park And a narrow And fairly unconvincing win Against Livingston Are there concerns generally About the way the team is operating Under the new manager? Well <laughs> I'm no, I don't agree with this winter break. Uh, I'm not saying it's a cliche. It's not done us any favours in the last couple of seasons. This winter break, we were doing pretty well. Um, you know, steady shit. We were winning uh, this winter break. And I'm not making that as any excuse, but that winter break seems to have just killed us a bit. But touching on what Gordon was saying there, I disagree purely what he was saying. Vanny Van Bronckhurst takes his, his side to, to, to Parkhead. 60,000 fans. Celtic are playing really good football, got a lot of good quality players. We got it wrong, the setup was wrong, the heads were down. Uh, it's a two way race, as I'm saying. So, look, I would just like Rangers to regroup, look at the bigger picture. Every player needs to be accountable here. Ronald, when you come off the park, who done well, who didn't. So, they're one point ahead, okay, the league's not one, there's a long way to go. But it's a two horse race. And Rangers need to take a real good look at themselves here. Okay, John, thank you very much. We'll leave it there. We're running a bit late for this. Thanks again. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Did you hear him last night? Wilson. He was on for a bonus show, wasn't he? Because of the big game. Lost at Beat the Pundit. And I, I said that the, the thing that put him off. Was that you were listening from the bathtub Because I know that that's your, your bath night on a Wednesday Yeah, Wednesday, yeah But I lost on Tuesday, my record's oh. terrible just now mm. 
It's a good time to call, yeah. believe me. Not only are these two daft at the best of times, they're on a poor run. So 01419511025. We'll play Beat the Pundit next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here We've barely scratched the surface on reflecting on last night Because there is so much to get through Players who did well, players who did not And everything else in between Pick up that phone and let us know your feelings 01419511025 We'll quickly get this out of the way Even though it's the highlight of my night Watching these two struggle Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Pundits are in terrible form Every time someone phones in They're from a far-flung corner of the country They win We pay extra postage and packaging To send the signed mm. balls It really is falling apart So I need you both to Tune in to Seriously Focus mm. Game faces I'm, on I'm struggling Only saving grace I've If Nick If Nicky wins It's only Bailson with the ball It's not too far You could drop it up Same as last week mm, One of your Broomhouse last week Bailson yeah mm. Just up the road eh? uh, Nicky how's it going? Aye, not too bad yourself Not too bad at all <clears throat> I take it you're a happy man from last night And you're just looking to keep the winning run going Aye, extremely happy yeah, Listen, he's confident His team's instilled that confidence in him That he can come on here um, And topple you two Right, heads it will be Mark Wilson And tails It will be Gordon DL it's, You've both lost your last match mm, So yeah. it doesn't really matter <laughs> And it is tails It's DL Good. against It should Nikki. be you Again, all last night. I Bailison. must have played more than anybody else In this competition <laughs> I don't really care who's played the most I don't think that's important I'm under pressure tonight Yeah you are Who am I playing? Nicky Oh he does not <laughs> I noticed he was on his phone there He wasn't listening <laughs> <laughs> Trying to I Google the beat the By the way I Google today's the news All the best Nicky Today's sports Aye, news Don't bother oh, me You'll need it he says Don't bother oh, oh, He's given you it You'll need it He's gone in two-footed and you already Oh uh, you better watch what you're doing Nicky Right 30 seconds Head to head with Nicky Let's give Gordon some Clyde 2 Nicky just answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know, alright? We'll do it. Let's do it. Name either Rangers player who scored in the 2016 Scottish Cup final against Hibs. Um, Hi, Tavenier. Carl Starfelt joined Celtic from a team in which country? Uh, Russia. How many Scottish clubs has Liam Boyce played for? Three. Name the only Romanian to feature in the Scottish Premiership this season. Romanian? Pass. Who scored the winner for Scotland in the most recent 3-2 win against Israel? Begin. Okay, let's bring Gordon Deal back. Can you hear us? Yeah, um, oh, you're going to need to be at it tonight. I'll be at it. You Maybe ready? You should get an extra question for the amount of times he was coughing over uh, him I, there. No, I didn't. I coughed away over. You had a lateral flow test this morning. Yes, I did. I'm fine. Come on. Okay. Uh, Thirty seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. <sighs> Name either player who scored for Rangers in the 2016 Scottish Cup final against Hibs. Steve Davis Carl Starfeld joined Celtic from a team oh, in, no. in which country? Sweden How many Scottish clubs has Liam Boyce played for? Scottish clubs um, <laughs> Two Name the only Romanian to feature in the Scottish Premiership this season Pass Who scored the winner for Scotland in the most recent 3-2 win against Israel? Dykes Which Scottish League 2 side are nicknamed the Citizens? The Citizens? Hurry up Scottish two. Um, I'll go Annan. Do you think I'm daft? It's like a on, you're like a five year old. You repeat the question as if it gives you more time. Citizens, who's that? Because you were in League yeah, Two. Yeah, yeah. Who was it? I'm not telling you. We'll get to that because Nicky didn't get that far. But did he need to? Oh, I think Nicky's done me. What do you think, Nicky? 
think I know that last answer there well, well, Tough because you didn't get that far Don't tell him uh, Name either player who scored for Rangers In the 2016 Scottish Cup final Do you know when you can tell When he's really guessing He he mumbles the word If you notice that As if I'm <laughs> somehow going to confuse it For something else He goes uh, oh, Stephen Davis oh, Stephen <laughs> like Davis. a school kid he? When he gives an answer When you deliberately In an exam If it's a maths exam You just You make it really Squiggly no handwriting In the hope no, that they're going to get it wrong There's no chance it was him It wasn't Stephen Davis I know it wasn't yeah. And I like Nicky's approach as well He went oh, oh James Tavernier As if he knew it But it was neither of them Who was it? Kenny Miller Or Andy Halliday Ah, oh, two of them guys oh, no in way. here. Two ah, I ah, don't know something. Two right, pundits. okay. No, no, Nicky, good game. Not for long. Carl Starfelt joined Celtic from a team in Russia. Nicky got oh, it. Oh no! One nil to Nicky. Ruben Kazan, Liam Boyce. How many clubs? Hearts, Ross County, and that's it. Nicky Gordon Deal gets it. He said three. So you're back. You're level. Name the only Romanian to feature in the Scottish Premiership this season. Don't Seriously know. I thought that was quite simple <coughs> No Yanis Hadji Oh yeah no. It's not like his dad's yeah. like, Come uh, on Nicky join in Oh yeah Could you never go that did you? Did he? Tell me <laughs> no, you never go there No he didn't good. That's good, It's a Nicky. bit early for you to be confident Bear in mind it's one all after That's Four good game. questions It's Thursday Who scored the winner for Scotland In the most recent 3-2 win against Israel? Nicky went McGinn No Dykes You went Dykes Yeah Dykes It's Scott McTominay <laughs> <laughs> The worst game Of all time <laughs> Nicky Nicky you want to have a ball each I just get us a 5-3 <laughs> This three. is rubbish <laughs> <laughs> Which means <laughs> Nicky cannot add To his total Because he's done You can You can win it With this last question What was the last question Which Scottish oh, League 2 side Are nicknamed the Citizens I don't know who that is Tell him Nicky Edinburgh City Edinburgh City Obviously City, city. Citizens Citizens I mean you no, play for Man City Right Nicky just be quiet Are you? Are we going to a tiebreaker here? Well that's that generally the way it works here Oh no I have no chance The Citizens City Aye. Edinburgh City Right okay you can citizens. say a million times <laughs> ask, ask me Saturday I'll still no get it What made you say Aaron? Only team I could think of Right, come on, I need this I've never won a tiebreaker And beat the pundit In all my life And I need this Because I want to you send You have won once I want to send Nicky up the stair With his jammies on Right um, <laughs> Didn't it sound right? Ah, that's a bit weird <laughs> 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 Can Whatever we get that out of the podcast? <laughs> send him his kip Whatever floats your boat um, Right, 30 uh, No 30 seconds I'll read the question out I'll right. get Gordon to write his answer down And I'll then oh Give you the nod Nicky, here we go Wow yeah. How many different players have scored in an old firm game since 2000? Now it does not include own goals As if that makes any difference Producer Callum, I like that As if they're going to be able 2000. to calculate that Since 2000, how many different players have scored for their own team in an old firm game? Write it down, show me your answer Okay Quick, Nicky Nicky 36 How many? 36 36, says Nicky Oh, this is tight What did you say? 38 since 2022 years Both of you are off I'm no caring As long as Nicky's more off than me The answer's 52 Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> How do you like those wee apples Nicky boy? <laughs> oh, brilliant No Nicky, ball for you I know it was me But you need to go higher Next Nicky, time Nicky honestly he's, he is, he's played What's about that? 150 tiebreakers And he's only won twice Nicky Honestly I can't believe What I've just witnessed Oh can I play you every week Nick 
On you go. Can I call you Nick? You <laughs> should you should have settled for a size three, mate. You were winning at the size three. So when you so wanted to play with the big ball. So many questions. You said like, <laughs> Don't worry about the questions. I'm in a complaint. <laughs> what a terrible in what way and that you didn't know them. <laughs> they didn't know them. Aye. Exactly, right. See you later, Nicky. Uh, Come on. Don't worry <laughs> about it. You can't worry about it. What was wrong with the questions? The questions were good, Gordon. They were just oh, difficult. Listen, he's changed his tune. Yeah, 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 I, I'm, very, I'm very happy with the questions. Come on. Between the two of you, Yanis Hadji, Scott McTominay, I don't think there are any uh, that was, I was a poor, It was a poor show. You had, you, it was just like you had to go and grind out a result. Mark lost Sign Wednesday. Of yeah. I lost on Tuesday. I had to grind that out tonight. You know what the worst thing about standing across from him? I don't know if the, the cameras pick up his celebration. It's so bad. It's like a bodybuilder when they tense up their body. Ronaldo. Uh, no. Uh, well, hold on. Look, nothing like a bodybuilder. No, no, no. They're the totally opposite, but he has the stance like he's tensing. He's been standing stand like that all night. I know, it's, it's sore, it's giving me some problems. A belly builder, more like it. Anyway, right. To be fair, what did you say oh, this morning? Yeah, you, you told, what did you say this morning? You were stressed out because you had to take your granddaughter to nursery. She's just started nursery. Yeah, it's a stressful me. time for everyone involved. <laughs> and you took yourself straight up to Greg's. ไม่กินโรจะติดเตะเลยจอฟิสจะติดเตะเลยจอฟิสจะติดเตะเลยจอฟิสจะติดเตะเลยจอฟิสจะติดเตะเลยจอฟิสจะติดเตะเลยจอ
it kind of summed up how Rangers yeah. midfield were night. Quickly though, do you know why I laughed there? I had seen you, you looked at the screen, so be, there's no, a no, problem. No, 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 be honest. <laughs> when Alex was saying this last night, right, so Alex, you know, oh. he's very animated, right? <laughs> yeah. I think this was at the break or before the show. I'll, I'll peel back the curtain, you can all quickly go behind the scenes. So he's talking about that contact and what can happen if, you know, if players go up for, for a header and mm. what you should do. Mark Wilson's just standing, minding his own business on his phone, and Alex launches across the studio. You know what he's like? He's like a big child <laughs> and, and puts a proper aerial challenge in on Mark. Mark was furious, but he was just unaware. To just say anything. Unaware, just reading my phone, and Alex is talking to Hugh, saying that there needs to be contact. You need to go in. You know, he, he says to Hugh, you know, when you go in like this, on and he just, he just, they over me. I nearly fell in the deck. Is that why you were a dentist today? I said to Alex, I'm reading my phone. What you did? He did it again. Anyway, oh. um, Billy, what 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 other individuals? Because you, you said all over the park, right? But who in particular annoyed you? Barisic and Tavernier. They, it's basic stuff. They're letting the full the, the wingers turn, face them. You can't do that. that that's what you teach kids. Not to let the winger turn and run at you. They're in a, well. Barisic is an international player, and he was absolutely shocking. Yeah, look, we always. On one hand, you don't want to like be unfair and, mm. and hang players out to dry and make them unfair targets. But how can you not, Gordon? It, it was an absolute struggle to the point Alex was in here last night after 18 minutes. Genuinely, not one of these like you know reactionary statements. Get get him off, take him off. You could just tell <clears throat> he lasted 45. How bad I, did he struggle? I, I don't think he could have complained, Gordon, for getting taken off. He just get caught up in it. He was all over the place. I like Barisic. I, I've always said that he was a, a decent left back. He's an international footballer. But, listen, it's very easy just to have a go at one player, but he was he was really, really bad, I've got to say. I just thought that Rangers had McGregor, terrific. Jack come on and showed a little bit. But take, take that away. Take mm. that aside. They just they yep. were all over the place. But I, I agree with Billy. I think that and I know what you're saying about Barisic has got to take the blame for the goal. And he does take the blame for the goal, there's no doubt. Ends up getting hooked at half time. But if you're a Rangers captain, you've got mm. to try and close people down a little bit and show a little bit and lead by I, example. I like, get why people use this phrase a lot. Oh, well, you know, no one got past marks or hardly anyone get past marks. But some people got lower marks than others. You know, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's the reality of it. Do you think he got caught up in the atmosphere last night? Because I have never seen anyone... Barisic? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he did look terrified when in possession. He looked terrified out of possession. Look, I think we can all agree that he had probably one of his poorest nights in a Rangers shirt. But I'd, I'd be looking for help from my midfielders and my winger as well. If I'm going through that absolute nightmare of a first half... Well, first 18 minutes, we've all seen it. I'm looking for somebody to come over and give me a hand. Just bail me out. One of my teammates just to say, right, okay, see for the next see for the next 10 minutes. I'm going to sit here with you. I'm going to help you with a badder. And I'll I'll get the guy next to me, if it was Kamara or it was Aribo, to come in and make it really but, narrow. But, sure, but, you know but, but surely the wide man Kent helps you as well, Mark. Yeah, and Kent, that's what I'm right, saying. Thought, but you I know th- what they did? They, they hung him out to dry. He was having a nightmare and nobody chipped in to help Barisic out Yeah I thought I thought Rangers Two wide men Were really Especially first half Non-existent Roof Non-existent as well I, I agree with you I think When you're having That much of a bad time Especially in a game like that With the atmosphere And Celtic coming at you 
with the pace that they're coming at you. You've got Juranovic and Abada coming with massive pace, movement, Hatate inside. You've got to get somebody over to give you a hand. Yes, that's probably the poorest mm. performance I've seen from a left back for a long time at Rangers. Billy, was it just a poor night at the office or are you worried about the rest of the season? They'll need to buck their ideas up, but I think they've still got enough in the tank to win. But obviously they need to change. Uh, I don't know why they didn't bring Suter in just now, because obviously we're struggling. Bassi should go to the left back. And obviously the quicker we get somebody in the middle of the park to like a ball winner that can play, the better. Well, that man might be Ryan Jack And then of course Aaron Ramsey You, you would add to the mix um, Mark Wilson You predicted Rangers to win the league At the start of the season And you actually changed your mind a few weeks ago You, you changed already Before well, It was we, more we, than we, a few weeks ago A yeah. couple of months ago perhaps So well, Last night's not going to have changed anything You're sticking with that No uh, Look at the start of the season We're asked to make a prediction And uh, the way things were sitting Ange Postacola knew in Celtic were a bit of a shambles We didn't know the new signings Or who he was going to bring in Rangers had virtually the same team So It seemed an easy prediction But once I seen what Postacola Was starting to build Some of the players he Was bringing in The way they were playing um, And my thinking was They're only going to get better And he's he's getting another window Coming up to bring in Some of his Own players as well I thought well I can only get better for Celtic And Rangers are stuttering a bit They aren't as fluid as they were before Their defence is leaking goals Like they weren't last season That's why I changed my mind But obviously it's confirmed that at this minute It's still a long way to go though You predicted Rangers also <laughs> at the start of the season Was last night enough to change your mind? Um, last night was If I had my final 50p on it It would worry me that's what I'd say with that Because I know it's a, a one-off game mm, Sounds a bit like you're sitting on the fence I'm, I'm sitting massively on the fence I still think this will go to the wire I still think that Rangers can find the forum that, that, that they've had before As Matt quite rightly says They're shooting goals I just look at Celtic I think they're playing with that much energy gone And pace And everyone seems mm. to believe in what Postacoglu is trying to do uh, Rangers have got big players coming back Celtic have got big players coming back I just think I'll go right down to the wire So who are you going for? Uh, I'll tell you in May I think. Oh, um, Sounds like he's just about sticking with His original prediction For uh, put it this way, a couple of days more at least Right, I'm going I, I'll tell you I'll, I'll I just not say Celtic or oh, Rangers I'll not change my mind I'll say Rangers just now But I'm frightened There we are Thank you to Billy We know this fixture uh, Gets felt around the globe We've got Darren Who's from Northern Ireland But he's in Dubai And we'll speak to him next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here 0141951025 I've kept Darren hanging on for ages So I'm going to read your question And then just move quickly on I'll let you digest it But don't bother with answers Tonight Peter and Bishop Briggs wants to know Name the seven winners Of the PFA Scotland Young Player of the Year Who won their award Before joining Celtic So seven winners of the PFA Scotland Young Player of the Year Who received their award Before signing for Celtic I'll let that bubble away Let's bring in Darren like I said before, the break from Northern Ireland, now in Dubai, uh, just a little bit sunnier. Um, but I'm sure, Darren, last night you weren't impressed as a Rangers fan. 
Oh, don't even start. It was diabolical. It's the best way to describe that, their match last night. You know, you know even sitting there with pals last night watching it, you, you just wanted to leave at half-time from, from watching the full thing. In particular, I mean, we've had various things, tactics, bottle, psychology, individual performances. What, what annoyed you the most? I, th- I think it was just the way we set up the whole game. The you know the past you know six seven old firm matches, Rangers have gone out full steam ahead, battle fever, ready to go. There's just none of that there. They sat back, tactically defended from the get go. You know the first ten minutes is the most critical thing. The thing that actually I don't understand is Ryan Jack Balligan. If they can play 45 minutes in a second half, why were they not playing the first 45 minutes, which are the most critical minutes of every single Old Fur game? Uh, I think the Rangers manager just had seen enough and decided that. No, but why not start them as, as Dan's uh, well, point? Well, I, I don't think they were ever going to start. I think Ryan Jack, I, I mean, I take the point about the 45 minutes, but we counted mm. it up last night, Mark. What did I say? Ryan Jack mm. played 70 minutes so, in a yeah. year. Yeah, something, something like, that. like that. I I I totally understand nursing Ryan Jack back. I totally understand that. Um, and he come on last night, and I thought that he'd he, he'd a good second yeah. half. But and, and also, Glenn Kamara, everyone says is you know nailed on to play for Rangers. You're always going to play Joe Rebo. He's been Rangers' mm-hmm. best player this season, and everyone's been saying Scott Arfield's contributed a lot and is you know should get a new contract. So see, see, the the only one I was surprised at and. Um, and the reason I'll, I'll give you is because Celtic play with such high energy and they've got good pace up the forward line. I thought Balogun would have played there, would have allowed Rangers maybe just to go up the pitch a little bit yeah. uh, because they know with, and, and you showed in the second half with his pace, mm. Balogun's very, very quick and they can cover that ground. So I think looking at back in the game, I think the Rangers manager, don't get me wrong, he's not putting down that uh, Barisic is going to have the 45 minutes that he ended up having so you'd have probably if he was going to make a big decision he'd have left Bassey out which could have been quite easy after the mistake of Bassey at mm. Dingwall against Ross County but I think looking back in the game I, he could have played he could have played he could have played two or three of them in the first half uh, with the starting 11 I think Celtic was still run over the top um, Darren did the manager just get it wrong last night or is this part of a wider concern you have about his tactics? Uh, it's a bit of both. Because if you, if you look at the last three games, Aberdeen, Ross County, you know, when we were sitting 3-2 down against Ross County, you know, you couldn't have really thought much worse of it, could you? I, I think technically, I heard, obviously, listening earlier on, as people said, Gio's got his own way of playing things. He isn't obviously Gerard. He doesn't obviously use many of Gerard's tactics that he previously used, and he likes his own style of play. But like ex- exactly last night, it was too defensive from the get go. They never come out firing. It just wasn't. It just wasn't there. The, the thing that I look at, we haven't played properly through the middle in the past several weeks. You know, the likes of Jack coming on last night playing simple tactics. Uh, and you know, breaking the game up a bit further from you know from the defence to the attack, it, it it just it it just is overall. I think there needs to be a bit of a shake up and and a serious look through the whole squad to what can happen and change very quickly. I just asked the guys about 
you know what last night did to their predictions for who wins the league, Darren. Are you still confident that the Rangers retain this title, or has last night or the recent run changed anything? After last night's performance, you, you would, it was questionable, but still, the Rangers still would win the league. You know, there, it's, it's a long way to go. There's no doubt about it. It's, it's a long season, and you know we've got some vital games coming up. Celtic have got two big games with Aberdeen and Hibernian during February, and everything can change in the space of a month, which we have just saw as well. So, no, I still think it'll, it'll go to the wire, but I think Rangers will do it. We'll find out. It's going to be an interesting end, I suppose, Mark. The Tactics, yes The occasion, yes At some point you're looking for Your so-called match winners as well Your big players And by the way No Alfredo Morelos Who'll come back in Celtic could absentees as well um, But Joe Rebo has been Easily Rangers' best player this season At the weekend He was totally dominating the game He had a really tough night at the office Yeah, Ryan Kent Juranovic Got the better of him And mm. it just looked to suck the life out of Ryan Kent So the if you if you're up against it, even if the manager has got his tactics wrong, you, you're looking for guys that can stand up and produce something special, aren't you? Yeah, I mentioned earlier, a lot of these games, you know, the quality players don't sometimes show their quality. It's it's about grit and rolling up your sleeves, and you you get the the occasional goal that you then go on and guard and win the game. But last night, you know, the Rangers players you could quite clearly see earlier on early on that Kent wasn't getting much joy out of Juranovic same on the other side with Diallo uh, but Aribo was probably the big disappointment in an attacking sense because you're right Gordon he's formed this season he's been one of the best midfielders in Scotland he's been Rangers creative force this season there was the big debate surrounding if Aribo was away and Morelos was away and Roof was away that Rangers had every right to ask for a postponement and then when a rebo got named that he would be back and uh, it was a huge boost to Rangers because this was the game that they needed him it just didn't show up his quality on the ball was poor and I would argue that his work rate off the ball was equally as poor and you can't carry someone like that who you depend upon you know even when the other players round about him are having a poor game sometimes you look to your match winners to pull you out of hole do something special doesn't mean to be put it in the top corner but just do something to spark you into life and nothing came from him Nothing oh, Okay let's thank Darren for his call this evening Let's bring in Paddy Who's a Celtic fan on the line What's on your mind tonight Paddy? Evening panel Thanks for having us on um, You've kind of touched on my point there um, About the players that we had out If you would have said to me Before we'd made signings That we were coming into the old firm match Without Rogic, Turnbull, Julien, Kyogo I mean these guys were all big, big parts in our team. Now with these guys out, yeah, going into last night, I kind of thought, yeah, we'll do all right. But I just want to kind of give a a massive heads up to Celtic's recruitment for bringing in your guys like Matt O'Reilly, who until we'd signed him, I'd never really heard of. But I think he was he's been outstanding both games he's played. Um, Rio Hadati, you can't praise enough. Um, I've also gave a lot of stick to guys like Greg Taylor, Carol Starfelt But I thought again last night, they were absolutely outstanding There wasn't a player in the first half yesterday where you would have gave less than an 8 out of 10 Yeah, What does this say about Celtic's recruitment, Mark? Yeah, um, it's been hugely impressive this season If you look at last season, um, you would argue that it was incredibly poor So to transform that within months I don't. I mean, a lot of it's down to Ange Postecoglou. He obviously identifies players, and he he's 
he knows a wide range and a wide market, but there's a lot of guys into recruitment. You know, it's not just the manager. So behind the scenes, you need to be in the same page. Everything you're doing, obviously, the manager installs that. He starts it off. He maybe identifies players, but homework needs to go into this. Other people at the club have to play a big part in bringing those players in. It's worked as a team. Whether last year, it clearly wasn't working as a team. Gordon, how important is it to consider that Hatati, Idiguchi? O'Reilly, Maeda, all of them come in for about £5 million, pounds, maybe maybe even less than that. Mm-hmm. And they've all been pitched in. How often do we hear, yeah, you, you need to give players time to get up to speed and settle in and all the rest of it. These guys look that, like they've played 200 games each. I think that's been the difference, Gordon. Now, when they all come in, I don't think we can all stand here and say, well, we knew a lot about them. We didn't. It was all down to Postacoglu. He brought them in. He needed recruitment. We were saying it. The minute the January window opens, they're going to be players being brought in. Um, they've just hit the ground running. You know, every single one of them. Um, and when uh, as Mark says, and he's right, you put a lot of work into recruitment, but it does not guarantee you that player's going to come in and be make the impact. Now, have a look at the impact. For instance, the two lads last night... Old firm de- derbies, uh, de- uh, debuts, Hatati and O'Reilly, they were sensational, absolutely sensational. So I just think there was a fact that his recruitment has been brilliant. It's been very, very good. You get it sometimes. Sometimes you wait. Other players take a bit of time. I agree with the. I agree with the callers. I think when you look at Celtic last night. Taylor, and I put my hand up, I was one of them. I, I gave Taylor a lot of st- a stick at times. And uh, and, and doubt it was he got to be. He was another one last night. Starfelt, who come in for a lot of criticism. All of a sudden, they're gelling as a team, Gordon. They've got energy, they've got pace, and they've got goals. They've got players to come back. This has got to be one of the tightest leagues and a terrific league to win. But Celtic made a massive statement last night for me. And if we're talking about signings, Paddy, and we've rhymed them all off... And we've left out Josip Juranovic Who I think Deserves a mention Doesn't he? Phenomenal That's uh, not Like he, he last night Just he, he owned Ryan Kent Do you know what I mean? He had him in his pocket The full game um, I just thought f- From start to finish um, They were just Incredible um, The first 45 minutes I keep touching on that Celtic for the first 45 minutes Were outstanding um, but this thing in the second half where it seems we're taking our foot off the gas, I don't kind of I don't know quite what's happening here. Are the players getting tired? Does it something to do with the fitness? I'm not sure. But I would like to see us keep that intensity they got in the first half of games and carry it on. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. That's hard work to do. If you're asking players to play at that pace for 90 minutes, I'm afraid that's impossible. I I like Ange Postecoglou thinking that they put everything. Uh, all the eggs into one basket And go for the throat right away And yes They will run out of steam But that's the importance of having A big bench And a quality bench That you can bring on players Then to increase intensity again Over the piece You can see why people are coming to that conclusion Tynecastle yeah. yeah. There are lots of examples I wonder if last night's different In the sense that Will we ever know How much of it was Celtic running out of steam And how much of it was Celtic 3 0 up and don't ha- don't have to play the same type of look. I, I, football. I think you know, someone mentioned Celtic having uh, less ball possession, which is very rare for them this season. That might not have been the case if they weren't 3 0 up. Look, if that game was 0 0 at half time, it would have been a different performance from Celtic. You could clearly see from the start of the second half that 
they weren't pressing the same as they did the first half. They weren't getting the balls into the wide areas. And I know Rangers have made some changes, but uh, it didn't stop Celtic if they wanted to play the same way. But it was clear they took a, a step back, foot off the gas. That's game management. There was no need to start throwing bodies forward and leave yourself. I've got, I've got to say, I, I thought Rangers improved second half. Of course they, they did. They, they had to. But like Mark, <clears throat> I think Celtic, apart from Ryan Jack's one that comes off the crossbar, I think Celtic always looked in control of the game, Gordon. You were expecting a reaction, three substitutions from Rangers. Uh, they got that a little bit because they had good possession, but they never really threatened Celtic. And Celtic, when you look at that game, if you're Ange Postacoglu, you're thinking, that was a comfortable night. Uh, thank you Paddy Nice to speak to you 01419511025 Peter and Bishop Briggs Want you to name The seven winners Of the PFA Scotland Young Player of the Year Who received their award Before Signing For Celtic What have you got? Ryan Christie? No okay. Derek Riordan Yes Turnbull? Motherwell? No <laughs> Okay that Get no, that checked No out. I think that was the The football right Award before oh, he joined Celtic. What yep. about Griffiths? Yes. Um, Craig Gordon. No. No. Do you know one young player? A heart. Did Taylor win overall? Taylor player? never won anything. Come on, did he? Maybe a young player. No. Um, How far back have we gone? Gary Stephen. No. All right, I'll give you. Stuart some... Armstrong. No. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'll way. give you some thinking time. We'll get the answers next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here We are asking them Peter and Bishop Briggs has sent the question Name the seven winners of the PFA Scotland Young Player of the Year Who received their award before joining Celtic So you've got a couple You've got um, What did you get? Riordan and Griffiths Right, any more? Dad's got a good Chris, one uh, um, we get I Phil O'Donnell Well done twice I think yeah Right Does that mean we'll go two? No No Right Who else? Mark Jackie McNamara nah. get it. We're, nah. go, we're going back for a couple of them And then there's one That's not too far back And he might just still be Hanging at about At the club at the moment That you've just forgotten about Okay the club at the moment I'll just leave that hanging uh, right, listen, before we go any further uh, Of course, lots of reaction to last night's game Understandably so Has been a big day in Scottish football Apart from that um, Other things happening across the country None more so than a very significant development In the story we discussed on Tuesday night uh, Involving David Goodwillie There has been a big development And it's that he will now not play For Wraith Rovers As the club now review his contract After admitting they got it wrong By signing the striker Now I'm sure you've been following the story Signed him on deadline day From Clyde A massive backlash Fans Sponsors Staff members Volunteers All resigning from, from their positions Or stepping away from the club People from out with Scottish football uh, From out with the club Having their say in Scottish football People from out with football The first minister getting involved And it has been quite something Initially Wraith Rovers issued a, a statement Sort of standing by the decision Which didn't go down very well But today they have apologised, said they've got it wrong and ultimately confirmed he will not play uh, for Wraith Rovers. So we've probably not heard the end of this, so that's safe to say, but David Goodwillie will not play for Wraith Rovers in the near future. That is the news today. Let's bring in Jess, who's a Wraith Rovers fan. And we actually spoke to Jess 
um, on Tuesday And it feels like the right thing to, to see this through with Jess How does that development today make you feel, Jess? Does it change anything? Um, I think the club have made the right decision But I think it's just a bit too late I think they've kind of burnt their bridges with a lot of people, like you said, within and outside of the club. Um, I think it's far too late for them now. Like, they've made a very bad reputation for the club. And uh, obviously, a lot of people are going to have a backlash with this because as a Rovers fan, we're now getting called um, Vapor Overs. So that, that just straight away just shows you what they've done, basically. It's just a massive, massive impact. Um, and what I'd like to know from the club is after all this happening with so many people pulling out kind of like fans, volunteers, kind of, um, like directors and that, what finally made them decide that he wasn't going to play for the Rovers? Yeah, well, I mean, it will have been the strength of the reaction, won't it? It's been a very a very loud one from, from you and your fellow fans. R- remind us of where you were on this. So the, the signing of David Goodwillie, did that... Did that urge you to, to not go back to, to, to the to the club? Was that the way you felt at the time? And if so, has that changed? Is that going to take a bit of time? How do you feel about it now? Uh, well, once I heard about it, I said, no, I'm not going back. I'm not giving my money to be given to somebody um, like that. I said, I'm, I'm not going to support that. That isn't my morals. Um, and I still kind of feel like I don't feel like going back to now. I just feel like it's just too soon. I just feel like the club have shown their true colours and I think they need to build the trust back for a lot of fans uh, and a lot of people within the club that have left. I think it will take them uh, a long time if they do go back, but I think it will take a long time for people to go back. I think they need to build the trust first before people will go. Would part of that process involve those who made the decision leaving the club? Is that... Is that the sort of thing it might take for you? What was that, sorry? Uh, th- those who made the decision, they're still there. They, they still run the club. Would it take them to, to leave for, for your opinions to change? Yeah, because I feel like everyone that made that decision should leave. Because they obviously thought signing him after it being leaked in December and them knowing what would happen and still going for it, I still think that they're obviously doing it now because it's happened, but they know it was going to happen. So I just don't think them being in the club is good because I don't think we can move forward when they're in there because if they made a, like a decision like this, like what other decisions can they make for the club then in the future? And I don't think I can build, I don't think I can go back and so I can build trust when people like that are within the club. Yes, clearly still a lot of strong feelings. Uh, thanks again to Jess. Let's hear from former Wraith Rovers chairman uh, and until Monday was on the board still uh, Bill Clark stood down over this he was one of two board members who did not want this to happen warned what the reaction would be like ultimately was was proven to be correct um, and stood down over it um, he was speaking to Sky today uh, and just giving his feelings which are very similar to Jess's I think you'll find I'm pleased that the decision has been overturned it was made on Monday obviously um, it doesn't feel like any kind of a victory or anything like that um, I'm sorry it's taken them four days to overturn the, the decision. Um, it's sad because it was made clear at the board meeting on Monday morning what kind of reaction there would be from the supporters and from the community, and that's been proved right. Uh, so on behalf of them, I'm pleased that this has happened this way. It sounds a lot like the phrase to sum up would be too little, too late. Is that the way you feel about it? Well, I I think a lot of people feel that. It's not just me. Uh, It is, I think, too little, too late. Uh, Because this went really deeply into people's minds, you know. 
and a whole range of people, obviously, lots and lots of people, the, the number of reactions to it has been phenomenal, not just the women, but all from various groups in society and so on, and, you know, uh, so I'd agree it is probably too little, too late, and I think it's going to take a long time to rebuild the reputation of the club. Is this the end of it? Does this fix the issue? What, what has to happen next? Well, I don't think it is the end, to be honest, because I see a lot of people, uh, and I mean a lot of people, saying uh, the people that made the original decision should go. Uh, because if that's the standard of leadership and management and adherence to the morals and the values of Wraith Rovers, and they're still there, uh, then really that's not good. They should go. And is that a view shared by you? Uh, personally, I have to admit, yes, I, I think they're in the right. I'll go along with what the majority of the supporters say, uh, but personally, I do feel that myself. Gordon, you spoke on Tuesday, club legend, of course, very disappointed at what had happened. Um, Bill Clark, Jess on the, the line saying, sort of too little, too late. Uh, it's, it's not going to go away, this, clearly. You've got both of them talking about the only thing that would cleanse it for them would be change at the top. I think that will be the opinion of a lot of Wraith Rovers supporters, Gordon. It's uh, obviously been massive news. Uh, I've received phone calls from people that I know up there that sponsor the club, put a lot of money in it. I, I had a massive part in my life with Wraith Rovers. I know the people, I know how hard they work. Um, they love the football club and to hear people like Jess and other people talking about never having to go back and support Wraith Rovers again saddens me. Um, where I was disgusted was not the fact that they made a decision but it was the statement Gordon I, I thought the statement was very poor and I do believe as much as they've now went back on that and said right okay we've made a mistake we'll hold our hands up I think someone will need to leave the club before be accountable, be accountable before they get the trust yeah. of the supporters back to Starts Park. It's not the priority here, Mark. It, you know, it's it's just a it's just a, another strand to it, but it's it's not going to be easy to tidy up on the players' side either because he signed a contract with Wraith Rovers. So I don't know how it works. They're going to have to pay pay it all up, pay some of it, come to an arrangement. They also paid a transfer fee to, to Clyde. So, um, yeah. finance PR. Wise, you're talking about the, the on, and the relationship people have with the club, but financially as well, it's going to take a bit of healing. Yeah, it's a very small part of, of the full situation. But for Wraith Rovers, a club in the Championship, who we all know how finances have have been tight over the years for everyone with COVID, this is is going to make it even more difficult for them. They have a player with a contract there, who, when you look at it, they may need to honour and 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 pay David Goodwill the money. And then the commercial sponsorship It's all been damaged uh, So a significant development today Is it the end of it? Probably not Certainly listening to a lot of the, the Wraith Rovers fans Who still feel sore about the full issue We're pretty much out of time It's been an incredibly mm. quick show Which was always going to be the case after last night um, Quickly, a couple more on the teaser I've the got one Seven winners of the PFA Scotland Young Player of the Year Who received the award before joining Celtic Yeah, he's on the show Kenny Miller Yes, well done How many more have we still Three to get Three What about who's there at the moment That's what I can't think At Celtic Who came on last night You've just You've just Missed this You need to think Outside the box sometimes Who came on last night <sighs> Who might have won the award As a really young player up here okay. At Hamilton Ackies James McCarthy James McCarthy Right we're going oh. back for a couple Striker um, Made 
equally famous not only for scoring goals but on only an excuse. Frank McAvenny. Yes. Ah, I was going to say Frank. <laughs> and former Celtic assistant manager John Collins. Oh, John well Collins. done. I thought you were going to take a second clue at that. Well done. Uh, okay, thank you to everyone who called. It was an extremely busy show, but the good news is plenty more time tomorrow. Hugh Keevans. Wonder what he's got to say about some of his predictions recently. He'll be back tomorrow with Kenny Miller. Callum's up next.